When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 8th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Renell Blanco went six innings, two earned runs, three hits, four walks in, five Ks, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Just kind of interesting across one start against the Jays. And you're wondering, oh boy, is this the newest of the Astros, I don't know, warehouse of all these amazing pitchers? No. What he does is he throws lots of good sliders. Like 54% usage here, 33% CSW with 12 whiffs. That's cool to see. I don't really like the fastball that much. Only 46% strikes. And it's 94-95. It's okay. The, the Jays kind of struggled to do much with it. And that's why you had the success. And you can say something about Blanco not really giving in with the heater in the middle of the plate. With the slider kind of going around the edges a bit. And the fastball kind of avoiding it. But four walks... And three hits because of that, right? I don't like this pairing. It's the Wesker Noah rule. Uh, which generally is more like a really good slider and a bad fastball. I know I talk about it as you have to have two pitches and they both need to be elite. But it's more so a guy who just has a really good slider and nothing else. And yeah, that's what I see from Renel Blanco. So I don't really see this as a pitcher you need to go and get. Corbin Burns against the Orioles did everything you want. Eight innings shutout with a win. Two hits, zero walks, and nine Ks. 54% CSW on the curve is so good. 11 out of 15 strikes on the changeup. And the cutter precision, arm side and down, was excellent. That is the Corbin Burns we know. Oh, I did feel so, so good. Uh, Jack Flaherty against the Rangers survived. I thought this would be bad. He got the gold star because it was six shutout. Three hits, five walks, and eight strikeouts against the Rangers. And it wasn't really the most um, overwhelming start, 20% CSW, uh, but or 29% CSW, I should say. But the pitches were, were well-located, curveballs and sliders were in the good spot, and he located well with fastballs, and he was at 93. I liked this. I, I respect Flaherty for this one. I... Uh, and he gets the Giants next. I'm in for that one. Michael Waka against the Mariners just continued his great stretch. He had six innings, zero earned runs, two hits, one walk, seven Ks. Guardians, Giants, and Brewers are next. Michael Waka has allowed five earned runs across all of his last seven starts. That's insane. Speaking of the last seven starts, John Gray has done amazing things too. He has a .84 ERA and a .65 whip across his last seven starts. That's 43 innings. And here he did it with a nine-inning game, one earned run. Got the loss, which is dumb. Thank you, Flaherty. Four hits, zero walks, 12 strikeouts. Got the golden goal at a 40, sorry, 41% CSW and 23 whiffs. Oh, boy. So, so here's the thing. I've been saying, look, John Gray has this new slider. It's really good. Let's jump in. Fastball's harder. I don't expect this to last so long. And I've been a little bit down and a Debbie Downer about really John Gray saying, look, like the slider's really good. Fastball still have a little bit of concerns on, and I don't know if the changeup is that great. 
And props to John Gray for having a good enough fastball and changeup during this run. I think that's really the big difference maker because he's had these days where, or he's had these stretches before where the slider is very good, but it's more about, hey, is the fastball good enough? And I've overrated that fastball in the past. So right now, seeing that changeup also get six whiffs in this one and actually be a proper offering against lefties because that's really where he struggled the most has been a game changer for him. Also, pitching against the Cardinals is a game changer. I do have my concerns long term because I don't think the fastball and changeup are historically these really good offerings. So be cautious, but I don't think that you're going to find someone to sell or to sell to for John Gray. So you keep going with John Gray. It's wonderful. It's great. We can all celebrate. And that's cool. And then that, that's really it. Pablo Lopez against the Rays, seven innings, one and run, five hits, one walk in six Ks. A change of return, 74% strikes. That's what you want to see. He's still 95 and he has a really good curveball. Pablo Lopez always adjusts. This is the thing I really want to take away from this is that Pablo Lopez hasn't been doing as well as you want. Four, five, four ERA. And here he was against the Rays at all the makings of like, oh, he's trending down. He's obviously going to do poorly. Pablo Lopez always adjusts. They might be two, three starts of not so good. But we've seen it year in, year out. Pablo Lopez is an excellent pitcher who knows how to fix himself. You keep rolling with Pablo Lopez. Tanner Bybee against the Red Sox got the win. Five innings, one run. Six base runners, two Ks. I think that Tanner Bybee has the tools to become a legitimate pitcher. My faith in it, in it happening this year is waning. He needs to do more with his fastball. He needs to be more consistent, I think, with his three secondary offerings. So, Yuri Perez and Taj Bradley, to me, are likely going to be higher up on the list, unless Taj Bradley just completely implodes, and same with Yuri, just because there is a higher ceiling to hit this season. And Tanner Bybee, yeah, good enough floor here. Like, this is productive, and you're happy with him. But a better version of Logan Allen, essentially. Um... It's just they're both good and in good situations, but they're not electric. Edward Cabrera against the Royals. Five innings, one and run, two hits, two walks, four Ks. Oh, man, look at this. He's going 65% fastball strikes. And the curveball's looking good, and he has a blister. You gotta be kidding me. The start where he's finally finding the zone, (laughs) he gets a blister. Uh, So we don't know what this means. He was removed after five innings at just 65 pitches. Look, when he throws fastballs for strikes, he goes five innings at 65 pitches. (sighs) And we don't know what the future holds. It's interesting timing considering Trevor Rogers is going one more rehab start. Maybe they skipped that rehab start now because Heber Cabrera is not in. I don't know. But we've been wondering about the context for Yuri Perez. And if Cabrera has to hit the IL now, well, there you go. Uh, it's it's a, it's a lesson, I think. I mean, if that is what happens, it's a lesson in, I mean, regardless it is, of how don't really worry too much about young pitchers who are doing well and worrying about, oh, no, they're not going to fit in the rotation or something. Sometimes, yeah, there is a move that gets made and we yell and we throw our fists at the clouds. But more times than not, they figure something out. Like six-man rotation, rotations change all the time because of X, Y, and Z. If a guy is doing well for your teams, don't overthink it and just keep rolling with it. Cutter Crawford against the Guardians won three innings. I don't know if he's going to actually pan out into something. It doesn't matter. Like, are the, are the Red Sox actually going to stretch him out after 58 pitches? I don't really care. Chris Bassett went against the Astros and did super well. Sweet. 
Uh, Zach Davies uh, went against the, the Nationals, and he should have been my stream pick of the day. I messed up. I did Dean Kramer. So did PL. But it happens. Dean Kramer is really bad against the Brewers, and it's really frustrating. But Zach Davies went 6.2 innings, two more runs, five hits, one walk in, eight Ks with a win against the Nationals. 14 whiffs, 36% CSW because the changeup was back. 11 over 33 whiffs for a 68% O swing on that changeup is so, so good. We want a 40% O swing, let alone 68% of one start. That's so nice. And then everything else is what they were supposed to do, which is get called strikes. That is the sinker, four-seamer, curve, and cutter all combined for 21 called strikes. That is so good. And then you have the 11 whiffs of the, the changeup, right? There it is. That's it. It takes a village. Connor Seabold went against the Giants and did well. Six innings, two and runs, two hits, two walks, and four Ks inside of cores. But Nick, it's three hundred runs across the last two starts. I don't care. It's it's un, uh, course is undefeated. Back to Davies quickly. You're wanting next start against the Phils. Do I do Zach Davies? It's good to see that the changeup showed up and all these things worked. But this was against the Nationals. The Phils are a bit more dangerous. Uh, it's a it's kind of a cherry bomb start. Jaime Berea against the Cubs. Five innings, two hundred runs, three hits, one walk, and three Ks. He came through. If you went with this one, but five whiffs, twenty five percent CSW. I feel like he just kind of survived. And now he gets the Rangers and the Dodgers. So Jaime Berea, all right, I'm glad that you did decent things here, but we don't do this. Patrick Corbin against the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Six innings, three earned runs. Hey, you got a poor quality start. 11 hits, one walk. That's two base runners in inning across six innings. Four Ks. If you're wondering, I have this whole thing about a very poor quality start where essentially if you do the six innings and three earned runs, Mark... If you allow nine base runners, it's a very poor quality start. If it's 10, it's a very, very... I had an extra V for every base runner. I didn't know if I had it programmed in that I had VVVV <laughs> PQS. I did. Just for these times. Just for you, Patrick Corbin. All right. We have a lot of other guys to talk about. Hogan Harris, uh, Jameson Tyman, Logan Webb, George Kirby, Max Scherzer, Charlie Borden, and of course, today and tomorrow's starters. And we're going to talk about them after this break. Fads come and go and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today. Hogan Harris went against Pittsburgh, got the win. So if you streamed him, congrats. But at what cost here? Five innings, 300 runs, four hits, three walks, two Ks. He's a crafty southpaw who essentially went two pitch. And I was really surprised about that. Four-seamer and cutter. Kind of weird. Uh, we don't really want to do this uh, anymore. Jameson Tyone against the Angels, 5.1 innings, 400 runs, 5 hits, 4 walks, 5 Ks. He hasn't quite found the rhythm of everything, and there really isn't this 
extra layer of stuff that we need, I think, from Tyon for us to be chasing him right now. Logan Webb, inside of course, 5.1 innings, four and runs, eight hits, two walks, three Ks, a bit of a careful Icarus. As he had the poor quality start, and we thought he was going to get it in the six, and then a monster shot uh, by, I believe it was Nolan Jones, just removed that inkling. Uh, Coors is undefeated. You keep starting Logan Webb. Charlie Morton against the Mets. Yeah, he's a cherry bomb. And I, I struggle with this every single week when I do the list. Like, where should I be ranking Charlie Morton? I feel like I should just put him after the the good, like, Logan Allen types. I don't know. It is so weird. But then again, you get Detroit and Rocky Road, and you're in this purgatory with Charlie Morton. You can't drop him, but, man, that whip is killing you now. Uh, this game was 4.2 innings, four and runs, four hits, four walks, and five Ks, if I didn't say that already. I don't know. I'm old. I'm forgetting my short-term memory. Jordan Lyles against the Marlins didn't do well, despite the matchup, because it's Jordan Lyles. Max Scherzer got shelled for 11 hits and five earned runs against the Braves, 5.2 innings, but zero walks and 10 strikeouts. Reminds me, in 2017, Andrew Kashner and Noah Syndergaard in the same Mets-Padres series... Both allowed like five earned runs and double digit hits despite having 10 strikeouts. It was kind of funny. And that's all I think about here. It's just like, that's weird. Okay, Scherzer's are still good. George Kirby against the Padres, 3.2 innings, five earned runs, 11 hits, zero walks, and three strikeouts. He got singled out, save for a three run shot off of the bat of uh, Gary Sanchez, but that's one out of the 11 hits. 11 out of 41 four-seamer whiffs with a 37% CSW slider is kind of weird to see in a night like this. It's just, so it goes, he keeps starting George Kirby. I mean, I think it does showcase, you know, that he doesn't have that big whiff secondary pitch to keep guys off the heater, even though it was still really good. Like, they kept going after it, and eventually they hit some, I guess. Brandon Williamson against the Dodgers. Yeah, no. Dean Kramer, we already talked about that one. You don't do it. Noah Syndergaard is now going on the IL, and it looks like it's Michael Grove in the short term, but maybe, I mean, the Dodgers don't have a clear number five right now. Ryan Papillo isn't ready. Uh, Urias isn't ready. So it's Michael Grove for now. Gavin Stone may come back. I don't know. Emmett Sheehan might get an opportunity because I really don't think that, that the Dodgers want to go with Noah Syndergaard again for the rest of the year. So then you have Tony Gonsolin, and you have Bobby Miller, and you have Kling Kershaw. And that's really their rotation at the moment, right? Those three are the the ones that they depend on. Sure, then you throw in Michael Grove. And I'm sure there's one other that I'm just completely forgetting right now. But eventually Urias comes back. And Dustin May at some point too. But yeah, you might see the, the door opening for Emmett Sheehan to come up. So keep an eye on that one. And we're wanting to get Traers against Oakland. And he went .1 innings, 7 runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, and just 1 strikeout. I mean, at least that was his 1 out. But yeah, you do not want to do Ronson Contreras for the same reason I don't want to do Blanco. It is the Wascarinoa rule. Really good slider and a very hittable fastball and nothing else. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Uh, today we already had a post moment with the Nationals and the Diamondbacks, so make sure your lineups are adjusted thusly. Uh, or because of that. Thusly would imply that I'm going to say more. I'm not going to say more. Spencer Strider, Clayton Kershaw, Zach Wheeler, Fran Valdez, and Justin Verlander are in that auto start tier. I think pretty straightforward there. Even Justin Verlander against Atlanta. Luis Severino, 
um, as part of a doubleheader against the White Sox because they canceled it yesterday. But honestly, I feel like they should cancel it again today. So monitor this. Um, if he does go, Severino said he was okay. So, all right, I guess we kind of do it. Um, questionable start to Reed Detmers against the Cubs is the one that I think a lot of people have the most questions about. The Cubs haven't been as good lately, and Detmers is still a strikeout play. I don't know when Detmers is going to turn it around. It is not a fun schedule in the near future for Detmers. So if there's any time to drop him, it probably would be now if there's something else that you're looking at on the wire. Or you go after this one and you get disappointed and then you have two more bad matchups ahead. Lance Lynn against the Yankees. Again, I don't know if it's going to happen. He was pushed from yesterday to today. And there is no Aaron Judge in that lineup because he's on the IL. So maybe that does benefit Lynn. Kyle Bradish is our stream pick of the day against Milwaukee. I know it didn't work with Kramer, but Milwaukee is still bad. So we'll see. Aaron Savali against the Red Sox. Jose Barrios against the Astros. I think he's just kind of good now, and that could work against the Astros. We'll see. It's a question we'll start here, though. I'm not going after any of these. You guys realize that. Okay. Bailey Ober against the Rays. That could work, but it's the Rays. I got Mike Clevenger against the Yankees. Same kind of thing with Lynn, but I like Clevenger less. Drew Smiley against the Angels. The Angels are good, and Smiley has not been as pristine, and Alex Cobb is inside of course. And the do not start to your results and could be interesting against the Phillies. I kind of like what I saw in his last start with a slider in the zone, uh, and his fastball's moving east-west. Um, but yeah, I don't want to take the risk in his second start against the Phillies. Colin Ray against the Orioles. Josiah Gray was canceled or postponed. I'm expecting him to go tomorrow. Same with Merrill Kelly, just so you know. Um... Randy Vasquez against the, the White Sox for that doubleheader. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't really want to chase Randy Vasquez. Chase Anderson against the Giants. Matt Dermody. Dermody? Dermody. It's probably Dermody. Against the Guardians. Uh, he did have this 11 strikeout game against the AAA Yankees, I think, at the end of May or like the 23rd of May. It's when he had a lot of good sliders and change-ups working in that start. I don't know if we want to buy into that, especially in MLB debut. Just wait and see here. If you're really desperate for something, this could work out against the Guardians, but I just don't want to do it. MLB debuts and all. And Yanni Chirinos against the, the Twins. No, thank you. With Graham Ashcraft against the Dodgers being an absolute you-must-avoid start. Looking at tomorrow's games, you have Garrett Cole and Shohei Otani and Luis Castillo. I do imagine the Yankees will go Garrett Cole if Severino gets pushed. That is, if it's a doubleheader today that is canceled for the Yankees and White Sox because of the air quality once again, then I imagine the Yankees say, you know what, we just want to get Garrett Cole going, and then we'll do Severino after that. That's my guess. Uh, Shohei Otani, Luis Castillo, Christian Javier, Tyler Glasnow against the Rangers. I know you might be scared. I'm still doing it. Marcus Stroman against the Giants. Bobby Miller against the Phils. Merrill Kelly, here he is against the Tigers. Tyler Wells against the Royals. Dylan Cease against the Marlins. On the other side of that is Yuri Perez against the White Sox. I'm starting all of this. Lots of fun auto start tiers or options here. You can shift around the bottom half or whatever you want, but honestly, if you have them, you are starting them. Uh, probable start tier, you Darvish inside of Coors. Darvish does what he does regardless of opponent, but it is still Coors, so I have to put him down here. Garrett Whitlock is our stream pick of the day against the Yankees. I know it's not a good win chance as, as much as you want because it is Garrett Cole. Still, the Yankees are without Aaron Judge, and I kind of like Garrett Whitlock and what he does. I think he just gets better as the season goes on. Sonny Gray against the Jays is really rough, and I almost put him in the questionable start tier. I kind of have Sonny Gray and Yusuke Kikuchi in this little purgatory between probable start and questionable start. Uh, but Sonny Gray has made it work thus far, so I guess it could. But I don't really like this. Same with Yusuke Kikuchi, as I mentioned. On the other side, 
because it is the Twins, and Kikuchi did have this good start with curveballs and sliders last time, but yeah, it is not fun starting Kikuchi. You don't really know how volatile he is, so questionable start there. Logan Allen gets the Astros. That could be very bad, but Logan Allen has done well, so maybe he does pull this one out. Michael Lorenzen against the Diamondbacks has had a really good stretch, but the Diamondbacks are stronger. Jordan Montgomery against the Cincinnati Reds. Maybe he pulls that one off, but oh man, he's such a Toby and Ellie De Cruz is there and yeah, I don't really want to do that. Adrian Hauser against the, the Athletics. He just chucks fastballs and the Oakland is not good. Jared Schuster against the Nationals, maybe. <laughs> I mean, this is really what this whole thing is. Uh, maybe the slider is good. Maybe the slider is good for Ben Lively against the Cardinals. Then you have Andrew Heaney with the high upside play against the Rays, which is very low floor too. Luis Medina and Tyler McGill. I do not trust Tyler McGill, even against the Pirates. I just don't want to do it. And Medina could go six innings against the Brewers, who are very bad. And then do not start here. Daniel Lynch could have his new slider work, but it's the Orioles, which is more dangerous, and I just don't want to do it. Uh, you have Rich Hill against the Mets, and Ranger Suarez against the Dodgers, Josiah Gray against Atlanta, Austin Gomber in cores against the Padres, and Jacob Junis against the Cubs. But all right, that is it. Good luck this weekend. Pay attention to the post moments because of the air quality stuff. Um, with, of course, the Canada wildfires really affecting the Northeast and the Eastern Coast. Um, but that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babas be low and your strikeout time.